Hey guys, it's Mia Baker here and welcome to another episode of Unsussed. Today I wanted to talk about custom fitting, which I know is such a questioned topic and also one that I feel like lots of people want to know about and it all seems just a little bit foreign, especially if you're starting. People always say, you know, when are you meant to buy clubs? Are you supposed to get custom fit? And it can be a bit of a minefield. So I thought today would be a really good opportunity for me to talk to you about a custom fitting because I have literally just had one. So it is right at the top of my mind and I've got so much I want to talk about and share with you and things I even learned during the custom fit that I just didn't know before. And on that note, let's get started. You guys will be glad to know that I am finally back in England. I say that I am actually going on a family cruise on Saturday. My dad is just so obsessed with cruises. I don't actually know where it's from, but when my grandma passed away, he decided that he was going to take us all on a kind of like a final, I don't know if it's a final family cruise, but like a family cruise in memory of her. So we're all heading out to the Caribbean. I think there's two, four, six, there's eight of us going, which is it's a pretty big turnout, to be honest with you. So I've got that to look forward to. I mean, I did arrive back from Mauritius yesterday evening. Well, it took me such a long time to get home because we had a few delays and then we missed our transfer. So it was all a bit of a nightmare. To be honest with you, airports have been so crazy recently. I mean, I've been traveling quite a lot, so I've kind of seen it escalate over the past few weeks, months even. One plane actually arrived into Heathrow without any luggage. Imagine that. They just didn't put any luggage on the plane. It was like an empty plane. That is the most, that's just one of the maddest things ever. I'm seriously hoping nothing's going to happen like that because being a Caribbean cruise, we've got to obviously get over to the USA, that area, because um, we're starting in Fort Lauderdale. Then we're going to be heading through to like Mexico, the Bahamas. It's a 10 day cruise, so I feel like we'll get quite a lot in. But yeah, I'm just super, super excited. Anyway, I have literally had three days between arriving back from Mauritius and then obviously leaving again early Saturday morning. And today was a custom fit day. So I went and did a custom fit with TaylorMade at their TaylorMade Studio Performance Center, I think they call it, in Wentworth. Now, I've done custom fits before and I've done them all with American Golf. However, the one today was so different and so interesting. I just feel like I wanted to get... Well, I wanted to share with you as much as I can out of my brain whilst it's super, super fresh. Firstly, I would start off with the fact that when I went to my American Golf custom fit, I was testing out lots of different brands. So, you know, you'd start with TaylorMade, you'd then try Callaway, you'd then try Titleist. And you're basically spending a lot of time just kind of seeing which club brand you like. At least I did anyway. Whereas this was like, this was like going to the next level. So I've obviously chosen TaylorMade as the brand that I love and I've gone in trying to understand which TaylorMade club head, which shafts in general, which grips are better suited to me. So I don't know, it, it just felt like it just felt like the next level up, a little bit more technical and probably better suited to where I am at now in my game. Caveat here for custom fit. I actually a don't think it's worth it if you don't actually know how to hit a ball yet. So if you've never hit a ball or a total beginner, then I don't think you're quite ready for a custom fit. Realistically, you do need to be able to hit the ball. 
if you can't hit the ball properly, then it's going to make for a very difficult session. And also whoever's doing your custom fit is just going to find it really, really hard to evaluate your swing. So there's obviously that to bear in mind. Obviously, my custom fit I did with TaylorMade today, I have vlogged it. So you've got a bit of a visual there. But I also wanted to obviously do this podcast episode because I'm just clearly desperate to talk about it. Now, I currently have the Sim 2s as my driver. I've got Mizuno irons. I've got milled grind wedges. And then I have a secondhand Odyssey putter. Now, when you go to a custom fit, it is actually quite helpful if you take in your own clubs, just so that they can see what you're currently playing with. It's it's more for the professional who's helping you, just to get a bit of a gauge what you've been working with. And then it's also really good as well to go in with anything you've been working on with a coach, assuming you've been getting lessons. Um, Even your coach can talk to the custom fitter, because sometimes it's quite good to know where you're taking your game. So actually, that's a really important thing. The custom fitter should always ask what your intentions are. For example, someone might go into a custom fit and actually they're not wanting to practice loads. They're quite happy where they are in their game and they just want clubs that are going to enhance, you know, their current swing, the current way they play. And that's that's it. That's all they want. Or You get someone like me who goes in with their current swing, but knows that their future swing is going to be quite different and they're trying to get to a certain place, in which case you kind of want to future proof the clubs so that you're not going to have to come back in like, I don't know, six months being like, okay, these don't work for me. Um, My game's changed so much that actually these clubs now become somewhat irrelevant Honestly, it is literally down to you and literally down to where you want your golf game to go. Um, And there's nothing wrong with just saying I'm happy where I am and I want clubs that are going to improve my game without me actually even having to practice. So basically, that's the first thing you do. You set the scene with your custom fitter. Now, the tailor-made studio down at Wentworth, I think you have to pay for that because it's like a premium experience. They have literally every single shaft, every single club head, every single putter that you could basically possibly want to try. Um, And also, because you're paying, I think it costs either like £100 for an hour or £200 for two hours, something like that. Um, But yeah, because you're paying, there's kind of no obligation for you to purchase, whereas I know some people feel that if they went to a free fitting, then they kind of feel like they need to buy something. That being said, there are tailor-made fitting services around the country where you don't have to pay um, but obviously at Wentworth you're just paying for a bit more of a premium service. The way it usually works is they'll ask you to warm up, hit a few balls with your your current clubs. Um, in this case it was a seven iron so usually they would use one club as like the base. Well I say one club, one iron as the base and it's usually the seven iron and that will kind of determine the same specs that you end up with say from your six iron down to your pitching wedge now my irons have been getting so much better recently they've honestly got so much better since ours with the legends on the legend don't we call them legends i guess there are legends they're like michael campbell is a legend um but yeah legends from the legends tour they have helped me so much with my swing i generally can't even put it into words and there's so many drills that i kind of want to showcase on insta so they're there for you to go and watch quickly but i genuinely have not had time yet but it's on my to-do list so i will show you what i've kind of found really beneficial 
um, in enhancing my irons. But the problem is, is when that happens, I always find my driver just gets worse. So we're dealing with a pretty hefty slice on the driver now. And something I learned in my custom fit today has really helped with that. I will share that in a minute. But yeah, my mind was blown so many times during this custom fit. Anyway, I start hitting my 7-iron with my, what have I got, Mizuno MP20s. Just FYI, when I did choose the Mizunos back in my last custom fit with American Golf, even though they didn't give me the best numbers, I really liked the feel of them, and that's why I ended up choosing them. Now, I was hitting them during this custom fit about maybe like 140 yards or something, 130, 140. That was me with like just standard standard effort i think they've currently got senior graphite shafts in so that's lighter than a steel shaft but slightly heavier than your standard graphite shaft you were hitting it fine pretty comfortable i'd say ball trajectory was kind of low like it's not as high as some other people who would be hitting a seven iron and i could obviously see that from the way i hit it then basically the fitter put me in a stiffer shaft and changed the club head to a stealth iron club head i have not used the stealth i have heard so many people going on about how amazing the stealth is and i just haven't had the opportunity to try one so i was so excited anyway just to test it out to see whether to see whether what people were saying about it was real you know like i don't know it's quite hard when something new comes out it's so easy for people to be like oh my god it's the best thing ever and until you try it and until you see the numbers then i think you're either convinced or you're not convinced now I'm not sure what had more impact was the stiffer shaft or the changing club head, but something happened. Something crazy happened. I hit my seven iron like 170. I even got a 187 with a seven iron distance. Like what the hell? It was a 172 or three yard carry, 187 total. My club speed had gone up by a few mile an hour my ball speed had gone up by a few mile an hour and I hadn't even changed my swing obviously when I got those numbers I was kind of a bit like okay is this for real is this legit and then I would hit it again and it would be exactly the same and I was like what the hell is going on so I obviously asked the pro and he basically said because the clubs that I've been using are just that little bit too light I basically kind of like oh, it's really hard to describe it over a microphone but I kind of like push slash pull the club round rather than actually releasing the club. So kind of like letting it drop and flow freely through my swing, through the ball at impact. Basically, in short, I didn't need to try as hard to get the club to do what I wanted it to do because gravity was basically doing its job for me. And it just meant that I was hitting the ball just that much hotter than I was before. It was it was honestly just flying. It was like going through the air and then continuing to go through the air. And then I'd turn around again and watch my ball fly after walking off. And I'd be like, why is my ball still in the air? Obviously, since my last custom fit, my swing has come on such a long way. I've obviously got a lot more stronger as well because I've been practicing, obviously, the golf swing. and I've been practicing a lot. But obviously, I've also strengthened the muscles that are used in a golf swing. Basically, it's just less of a foreign motion to me now it's much more intuitive back then I don't think having a stiffer shaft would have actually helped me I do remember trying it and it felt so heavy and I felt like I actually couldn't get any momentum on the on the ball at all 
And now, obviously, a year later, having practiced lots, my swing improving a lot, it's just changed it so, so much. I generally think the shaft is so important in your clubs, like more so than I ever thought. And the thing is, there's different optimals for different people. So just because everyone else is going for like a stiffer shaft doesn't mean you have to go for a stiffer shaft. If you swing faster, if you swing slower, like, you know, getting the right shaft from you makes a hell of a difference to what your ball does at the end of the day. And the idea is, it's the point is really is it doesn't actually matter what equipment you're using. What you want is to know, okay, this club hits me 110, this club hits me 120, this club hits me 130. That's really what you're aiming for. What clubs you use to get there doesn't matter. It's kind of what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel confident when you swing. And it's kind of trying to limit the the variance in your good shots and your bad shots as well. So that's one thing I found with the Stealth, which I thought was really, really interesting. I currently have the Mizuno MP20s, hot metal backs, and they're not that forgiving. They're, they're, they're more forgiving than the classic MP20s, but they're not like super, super forgiving. So if I duff a shot, I'm like proper duffing a shot and my ball isn't really going anywhere. Now, the Stealth club heads, basically they've got, a lot more forgiveness built into them. So if you're duffing a shot, then it's not going to be as bad. Basically, there's this thing called bounce. And bounce is how much, well, it's like kind of how much it bounces off the floor. So when I hit a bad shot, because of that bounce, it's kind of like hitting off a mat on the range. You know, if you hit off a mat off the range, it kind of gets the ball going regardless. And this is kind of what the stealth head did to my ball as well, which was amazing. So my bad shots were still better than my good shots with my Mizunos. Like that's, that's just crazy to me. My bad shots, I was hitting probably like one late 150s, 160. My good shots were like late 160, 170. We're not talking a crazy amount of yards difference between my good and bad shots. And I think that's ultimately kind of where you want to be getting to. I want to know if I'm picking this club on the course, it is going to go ish around my average, where my average is built up of shots that are really quite close together in yardage. I don't want it to be like, you know, me hitting... I don't know, 130 yards, then me then hitting 160 yards, and then me saying, okay, I hit about 145. Like, that's nowhere near as good as saying, okay, I hit 150, 155, 160, 155. Then I kind of know, okay, we've got like a 10-yard difference going on. Anyway, that blew my mind. I couldn't believe that I was hitting seven irons that far, and all that had changed was the club shaft and the club head. Like... I couldn't believe it at all. Anyway, the club shaft that I ended up with, it's, it's like the lightest, stiffest shaft. So you get a stiff shaft or a graphite shaft, but then there's different weights within them. And so you can kind of start tweaking even more finer, even more finer? In finer detail. In finer detail. God, sometimes my English is so awful, I swear. It's like I've never even been to school. So yeah, we ended up with those and then we went on to, 
Well, basically, I have this huge yardage gap, right? I think I've spoken about it before. I have my driver, and then my next club down is a six iron. Uh, yeah, not ideal. And it's really not ideal if you're playing a par five either, because you can't just keep hitting like your six or your seven, six or your seven. Well, you can, but it just takes you ages. Whilst everyone else is like happily on the green, you're still hitting your irons because you can't get it far enough. Anyway, I've seen a few people hit irons like low irons and I really wanted to try a low iron just because I think they look really cool I tried a low iron it was fine I mean I mean it was fine and then I was basically well the custom fitter basically said why not try using a wood so I tested out a few woods I think I tried like a three wood first or something or a five wood um and we then ended up testing out a seven wood now the seven wood, the guy said I hit like most people hit a three wood. So it just kind of started making me really understand that the idea of this custom fit was trying to get clubs that would close the gap of the yardages. So we were looking for a club that actually was going 180. I wanted to talk to you quickly about an event I'm hosting at Pitch Soho in London on the 11th of May. Basically, I wanted to host an event which enabled people in the city to kind of come together, meet friends, meet new people, whether you've been golfing for a long period of time, have never golfed before. It's just an opportunity to meet people who like golf in a relaxed environment. There's going to be a DJ, there's going to be a golf pro there who's going to be able to give like little swing lessons. You get a free drink on entry. I mean, tickets are £10, but you get a free drink with that. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And yeah, it's just going to be a fun night with lots of people who love golf. And I would love for you to join. So if you do want to attend this event, all you need to do is head over to my Instagram, which is at MiaEllaX. Click on the link on my page and click on Pitch Mia Baker Events. And on there, you'll be able to register once you have registered, you'll then be sent a link to purchase a ticket, assuming that there are spaces. So it's a first come, first served. And if you're unfortunate and not able to attend this event on the 11th of May, then just let us know that you're interested in any future events and we'll make sure you'll be the first to know. Now, one thing I learned about my swing was I always thought, okay, you know, you've got your irons and your woods and your driver and you kind of need to hit them all differently. But no, you need to try and get a swing that you can swing the same across all of your clubs and it will make life so much easier. Genuinely, I didn't know how to hit a wood when I went into this class of it. I mean, I never use wood, so I I don't know how to hit them because I never use them as opposed to I don't know how to hit them, if that makes sense. Anyway, he said just swing it like you'd normally would an iron and then whatever works or doesn't work will change the clubs to suit you. And I thought that was so interesting. So off I went, I hit the seven wood like I would hit my normal clubs, like my irons. And it just went, it went so well. And it went honestly better than it did when I tried my five iron, even though I really wanted to, even though I really wanted to have like low irons, because I just, I don't know, just kind of think it's quite cool, to be honest with you. Um, but I ended up with a seven wood. I also then tried some hybrids, some rescues, and 
again, I was hitting those better than I was my irons also. So it just goes to show sometimes what you think you want and think you know isn't actually always what's best for you. Um, but it, yeah, it's up to you whether you want to listen to yourself or listen to, you know, a pro or an expert. They're just there to advise you, to guide you, but they're not gonna, at the end of the day, make you do anything that you don't want to do. So kind of once we tried all of those, um, we went on to my driver. Now, my driving has been so stupid recently. Like I have been slicing so, so badly and I don't know where it's come from. Well, I do. It's come from me getting better at my irons and obviously kind of changing the way in which I hit my irons, body motions, all of that. Oh my God, has it negatively impacted my driving so badly. It's so annoying because I felt like I used to be able to rely on my driver so much. It was like my confidence club. If I get that off the tee, I'm halfway down the hole and, you know, we're in a better position. Now I'm like, I'm slicing it. I'm topping it. I'm duffing it. I say duffing it. I'm kind of hitting the floor first and then the ball. I don't know what is going on. We're literally all over the shop. So I hit my current driver, which is the Sim 2. And actually, surprisingly, it did go all right. It did go right, but it still went in the air and it was all right. Um, and they were like, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> which is quite nice. We then decided to switch the driver head to the um, stealth driver head. Now, I've really wanted to try this for so, so long. But actually, on my driver, we decided to keep the shaft the same. So it was, if I remember correctly, like a 45 gram shaft, I want to say, senior graphite, graphite of some sort. So the custom fitter, I'm going to just call him Tom now. I don't know why I didn't call him Tom earlier. I should have just introduced him as Tom rather than the custom fitter slash club fitter slash pro. Um, Anyway, Tom said that I actually hit really well with that shaft. So we didn't really want to tweak it. We tested a shaft that was slightly heavier. We tested a shaft that was slightly lower. And every time I just got better results from the current shaft that I had. So that was kind of that was kind of like nice in a way to know that I did have something in my bag that was good for me and right for me still, even after one year. I feel like, sorry, my voice gets really, really croaky when I get a little bit tired. It's quite late in the evening at the moment. And I really wanted to just film this podcast before I basically went to sleep. Otherwise, I was just so worried I was going to lose so many, so many little interesting tidbits and facts out of my mind. So yeah, apologies for my croaky voice and if it gets croakier as I keep talking through this podcast episode. Anyway, we hit the stealth driver head and my club speed went up, my ball speed went up, which was really, really good. Um, but interestingly, it didn't blow me away as much as the irons blew me away. And I think that's just because there was such a difference. I was obviously already using tailor-made anyways. So I just think that tailor-made suits me better. The numbers were marginally better. They were marginally better. But compared to going from my Mizunos to my tailor-made irons, there was a huge difference in how much better they got. I actually also really liked looking down at the club and seeing the red face. For some reason, it's just quite like aesthetically pleasing. It kind of um, guides your eye line as well. But one thing I learned during this was I slice my drivers a lot and it's got really, really, really bad recently. 
And so Tom drew on a ball. He basically, if you were to put like a ball directly down in front of you on the floor and to draw a little cross on it, um, like a cross, as you do, and then label it one, two, three, four. So say you go top left one, top right two, bottom left three, bottom right four. Now, he spoke to me about energy. He said, obviously, a lot of people focus on their swings. They want to make it aesthetically pleasing. I am guilty for that. You know, Instagram rewards an aesthetically pleasing swing. I've spent my whole golf life trying to make an aesthetically pleasing swing. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally have. And anyway, he said, you need to sometimes strip it back and you need to just genuinely think, okay, where is the energy coming from and going to? And that is pretty much where the ball is going to go. So when I swing my driver, I don't release the club head very early or early enough. And he said that's probably because I think that if I can have a square club face then that is what's going to make my ball go straight. Now, he said that regardless of kind of, well, not regardless, but there's also other factors that go into play. And one of them is the direction of the energy that the club face is coming into the ball at. So those numbers that I've just said, one, two, three, and four, I was hitting from four in the bottom right-hand corner through to one in the top left-hand corner. And that was kind of the way in which the energy was coming from my club. So even if I was squaring the club face at the ball, because it was coming from that angle, it was just slicing right. And it was slicing right every single time. And no matter what people say to me, it's like, oh, close your club face at impact, your club face is open, yada, yada. Just nothing seems to work or resonate or actually make a change. Like, oh my God, it's so annoying. Everything I do, it then keeps slicing. I'm like, release earlier, keeps slicing. I just feel sometimes like, I just feel helpless and I just feel a bit lost because I'm like everything I try and people have had all these tips, I've had so much good education, nothing seems to be working. And that's kind of when Tom said, you know what Mia, it's actually not necessarily you, but it's kind of the way in which you're looking at things. So we actually experimented with me teeing the ball up higher and lower. When I teed the ball up lower, I was able to launch the ball higher. So it was kind of like my mind was playing tricks on me because it was lower. I felt like I needed to get up on the ball more. When the ball was higher, I felt like I was almost topping it more. It's really, really weird. I, I just honestly golf completely baffles me sometimes. Anyway, we spent quite a long time just talking about why I'm slicing. And it kind of kind of went back to the fact that I needed to try and get my energy from the top right-hand corner of that ball, so number two, to that bottom left-hand corner, number three, and just think, okay, I need to get my club from that way to that way. It straightened up my shots so much. You would not believe. They were like poker straight. I'm not even, they weren't even hooking left. They were going poker straight. And I just, I it just made me think, you know, I really do benefit sometimes from just just not even thinking about anything specific to do with where I need to hold my hand or where the club head needs to go or anything too technical and actually just go to something as simple as 
which way am I trying to hit that ball? Because I think I have a swing that does the job of a swing. What I don't have is a mind that is able to kind of play and manipulate the shots and the ball that I have. And I think that is something that I'm, well, it's something I'm going to need to learn in the next year or so. I'm probably going to be learning. It's just the next stage of my game. I have been quite I don't know. I've been quite like simple, I guess, but I'm still quite new. I guess I've only been playing for like two and a bit years. It's really, it's really difficult because I've been progressing such a lot, but also I'm still really new. It's uh, it's like when you're at school and you're kind of in the extension class, but you don't really know what you're doing. That's how I feel like most of the time. I don't really know what I was doing. Anyway, it it worked. If you ever want to try fixing a slice, um, and you want another another thing to try try that because it seemed to work for me literally little square one two three four and try and get the energy from square two to square three when you're hitting round um oh, it's just i couldn't believe it that my friends was a, another mind-blowing moment for me for my wedges i currently use the tailor-made mill grind wedges and i absolutely love them they're so so good I've got a 50, a 56 and a 60 in my bag. Now, I tested out a few wedges and actually it was really, really interesting because I'm going to put the 56 in my bag. It's like your classic sand wedge. It's really good out of like soft lies. So if your ball is like teed up quite high because of the rough, um, you've got sandy bunkers, that type of thing. The 56 is so perfect for it. Open up the club face, yada, yada. I then have now got a 60 degree low bounce wedge now that club is going to be good for when it the lies a bit harder so we're talking bunkers which don't have much sand or hard ground where i need to do some sort of i don't know chippy shot of some sort some high shot i honestly hadn't even thought about getting a club for different lies i kind of just i don't know just never really thought about it, to be honest. And I just thought it was really, really interesting that I'm now going to have a club, which I kind of know when to use depending on when I've got these different situations on the course. It's just kind of opened up my mind even more to the world of golf and actually how many intricacies there are in the game and actually how much more complex it is. Honestly, the spin I was getting was so much better though. I just felt like I was really able to kind of get under the ball, give it some height quite easily. And that was also because of the stiffer shaft too. It was exactly the same with my irons. I don't know. They just feel so good. I I love the tailor-made wedges such a lot. They just feel, they feel so wonderful. Then we obviously went back to the last and very, very important part of the fitting, a putter fitting. Now, I currently use an Odyssey White Hot number nine putter second hand, but it putts so perfectly. I can't describe to you like how amazing it is. It's crazy, crazy light. At least it feels super, super light in my hand. And I don't know why. I've just tried so many, so many different clubs, different putters, sorry, before and... This one is just, it just tops trumps every single time. That's actually one part of my game people always compliment me on. They always say, Mia, your putting is so amazing. And I haven't actually had like a proper putting lesson or anything. It's literally all feel. So I didn't really know that much about putters. I just knew that I liked my current putter. 
Um, so we actually went and tested a few putters and it basically turns out that the putter I have has a toe hang, but not just like a little toe hang. It has like a serious toe hang. So it's like a really, really, really toe hanging putter. It's really difficult to kind of explain what toe hanging putter is, but look it up on Google and then you will kind of learn. Um, but yeah, there's different, basically different weights of putters and different weights will work better for you. So for me, I need one which has obviously a large toe hang. And I tried a few that were toe hanging putters. But the problem I found was they still felt quite heavy. And I didn't realize this, but you can actually put in a slightly heavier grip at the top of your club. And it effectively balances out the weight. So it makes it feel lighter, even though it isn't. And I think that's what's happened to my club. I changed the putter grip on my club and it's kind of lightened up the whole club so I can get much more of a feel on my putts because I don't swing. Well, some people putt in like a dead, dead, dead straight line, whereas I'm naturally a putter who swings on a very like a gentle little curve, little arc. And that's just how I do it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with one way or the other. It's just understanding which one you do and then finding the right putter for you. Now, I'm very much a feel putter. So I like to have my putter quite light. So it genuinely feels like I'm rolling the ball into the hole. I feel like I become one with the ball as I putt. That sounds so corny, but it is also so, so true. And I think that's just why I've got on so well with my putter. Like the weight was right. Um, the way it hung was right. It's so weird because it was actually like, well, it's actually like a fluke that that putter worked for me. And I know some people find, I don't know, they take so long to find a putter that works for them. I think I just got lucky, which is why it's always good to try out lots of different things, try out lots of different putters. And I know that that kind of weight works for me. And so any putter going forward, I literally want to replicate that because people say, if it ain't broke, what's the saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Something like that. Anyway, they said that they would be able to get me a putter that was exactly like that putter. So I'm going to be really, really interested if that is possible. We'll find out very soon um, what they what they come up with there. It'll be really interesting. But what that did kind of show me was if there's a brand that you are absolutely obsessed with and you love so much, but you have a putter that's worked better for you from another brand, realistically, you can just go to them and say, this putter works really, really well for me. Can you replicate it in this brand? And the likelihood is they'll be able to. They'll just have to change a few things, a little bit of weights, a little bit of, you know, the grip. Um, they'll get the right head for you. And it's possible. It really is possible. But it's also just finding out what it is that actually does work for you. The good thing is, is the lead times on clubs now is so much shorter. Over COVID, I think the lead times was like maybe three months or something absolutely crazy. Now it's literally 10 days. So my club should be here in the next 10 days, although I am on a cruise. So I might not be able to get them in 10 days. Anyway, they're going to be here really, really soon. And I will do a what's in the bag on my YouTube so we can actually go through all of the clubs I've got, all of the specs that I've got. And so you could actually see what I've ended up with. I know I kind of have half explained in this um, episode, but it's always good to get a visual. It's always good to see. And then the next thing I'll need to do is obviously I need to recalibrate because if my numbers are all off. If I go out and play on a course, 
I will not know what club to hit because I don't even know what what distance I hit any of the clubs anymore. So yeah, I'll need to go back, have another recalibration session. And then I think I would be ready to head out onto the course. I guess some of the things that they look out for most in a custom fit is club speed, ball speed, spin rate is a really important one. And then obviously distance because that's going to help map out what clubs you need for your bag so yeah they're kind of the key stats that you'll be looking at during a custom fit I highly recommend people to go for a custom fit they're really really interesting really insightful also you just well you just find out what clubs work better for you like even me who I feel like I've been very I've been very very lucky in my golf life I've got to test out a lot of different clubs I've got to speak to a lot of different people I was so blown away by the change in numbers just by getting a custom fit and seeing you know what could work for me what doesn't work for me like I tried a number of shafts and they just deteriorated my swing and then I tried another few shafts and it was like as if God had suddenly blessed me with I don't know some sort of golf gene It's honestly mind-blowing, but it just kind of shows how important picking the right equipment is for you if you do want, basically, if you do want to play a good game. Like, there's going to be equipment out there that's going to enhance your game, and there's going to be equipment out there that doesn't. And it's just the way it is. We're all different. We all need different sizes of things, and it's literally no different for golf. We do need different clubs, and we all swing differently. Um, Yeah, so there's many, many factors I would just highly recommend going and getting it done. Um, but yeah, you I mean, don't feel pressure to have to buy the clubs out of your fitting. But yeah, just uh, embrace it, enjoy it and have fun. That's always the most important thing here is have fun. And also numbers don't lie. If you see good numbers, you will not know what to do with yourself. I don't think you'd be able to resist buying the club. So make sure you've got enough money in your bank account before you go and get your custom fit. Because if your numbers turn out good, you'll be wanting to buy the clubs. I promise you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Unsus. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here as always. Make sure you don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, feel free to DM me any questions or stories you'd like me to chat about next week on Instagram. It's at MiaEllaX. Chat soon. (laughs) 